listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another new episode of ESL Talk. Thank you for your fantastic feedback and response to our episode last week, which was about alternative roles for ESL teachers. This week, we're going to be talking about underserved teaching markets and transferring our skills. Um, our guest, Tegan, comes to us with 15 years of English teaching experience from all over the world. And he's going to spend a little bit of time talking to us about how we can get into these underserved markets, um, how we can start to make money in these underserved markets, and how we can start to transfer our skills and also provide some practical steps we can take um, as teachers to make sure that we can thrive, hopefully, in these fields and, again, go beyond just regular conventional one-to-one -one teaching. So if you do enjoy the podcast and you do want to support us, you can go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, it's really easy. Just go to our website, esl-talk.com, click the button, be a guest, and just fill in a couple of quick details. And then we'd love to be able to schedule a time for you to come on the podcast to share what it is you're passionate about in the world of teaching. And just quickly, before we start this week's interview with Tegan, if you are a teacher looking for curriculum, looking for materials, looking for lessons that you can teach quickly and easily, you can visit our sponsor, which is esl-curriculum.com or Crystal Clear ESL, where you can find, find over 500 plus ready-to-go ESL lessons. You simply log in, find the lesson you want, and you're good to go. It's really that simple. There is also a two-week free trial available for you if you are interested. So simply go to esl-curriculum.com or you can click the link below in the description and you can start your two-week free trial, save yourself some time, save yourself some stress and get great high quality materials which cover lessons for kids, for business English, for IELTS, for speaking and for writing. All right, so let's get started with this week's episode with Tegan, and we're going to talk all about how to work in underserved markets and to transition and transfer your skills. Here we go. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, Tegan, thank you so much for joining us today. How's it going? I'm doing well today. How about you? Doing great. Thanks so much for uh, taking some time to talk to us today and share a little bit about your experience and your journey um, in the field of English teaching. Um, so can you share with us a little bit about teaching journey so far and, and how you got to the current um, position you're in right now? Sure. Um, I went to school. Um, I got my undergrad, uh, elementary ed and special ed about 14 years ago, yeah, a while ago. Um, and I tried to find a job in the States, uh, that didn't work out too well. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania originally, and it just wasn't a lot and the pay wasn't great. Uh, and I saw a friend overseas and as <laughs> I've listened to your podcast and uh, with many other people went to South mm-hmm. Korea, um, right. uh, good pay and, um, a uh, new experience. Uh, I lived not so a small as the Koreans say, a small city, about 600,000 people um, in Mm -hmm. Pohang. Um, And I was going to spend a year there. Yeah. Have you ever made it to Pohang? I lived uh, pretty close, just a little bit down the coast. So between Busan and Ulsan. So pretty close. Yeah. Not too far away. Okay. And I spent four years there. um, Wow. Teaching. Yeah. Uh, Made some good friends, met a lot of people, traveled, uh, went to Taiwan, um, where I ended up going afterwards. Uh, I went home for a little bit and then I moved to Taiwan to teach there, 
Um, then I moved to Saudi Arabia <laughs> to teach there. Wow. Um, yeah, that was interesting, uh, teaching at universities. Um, and it's where I learned about uh, English specific purpose. Um, in Saudi Arabia, they, there's a lot of money, as everyone can see, going into the, uh, to teach the uh, youths, I guess you would call them, mm-hmm. 18 to 12 year olds. Um, to deal with uh, foreigners at the oil fields and uh, natural gas and refineries. Um, right. So, yeah, I yeah. paid off most of my debt. I got a master's degree from Nebraska um, there in ESL curriculum instruction. Fantastic. Um, yeah. I found that's one of the biggest problems with the English teaching. Not, English, not the, a problem, but with a lot of the materials that we get are – Hello, how are you? I'm fine. Yes. Thank you and you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we've talked a lot about authentic materials and, and how important that is. Um, and then obviously other than teaching, you you said you've obviously gone into some other areas as well. So what are some of the other ways that you've used English teaching as a springboard for those other positions? Uh, yes. Uh, when I was like during all these travels, I noticed there was a lot of other people um, doing different things kind of related to the field. And so I also, um, I got in teaching scuba and free diving as well um, in areas. And, uh, and so I was working online teaching English uh, about five years ago. I started, I got in pretty early um, with VIP kid uh, was a very mm-hmm. popular one. Um, yep. And so then I started like teaching scuba and free diving and noticed there's a lot of overlap with just teaching in general um, right. with this and People, uh, a lot of them are, I'd say, 10% are native English speakers, and the other 90 are from all over the place. And some English is amazing, depending on where they're from, what they studied, and other times it wasn't. And it was kind of holding them back in some areas when they were teaching diving or trying to explain things. And uh, mm-hmm. it asked me for some help uh, for some things, uh, whether it be their business, whether it be for de- communicate with customers, pitching ideas, their websites. And I was like, uh, maybe there's uh, something here. Uh, yeah, this is something we've been talking about um, in the last couple of episodes. So what are some specific underserved markets that, that you identified and and how can teachers make that transition into those markets? What is, uh, what's been your experience with that? Um, well, I, I think first is to identifying a market. So mm-hmm. when I got into this, um, I met all these people working online, writing a SEO. It's called a mm-hmm. search engine optimization. Yep. Uh, and I had a teacher friend that was doing it uh, for his education platform on YouTube and doing different things. And so I learned a bit about it, uh, did some research, and it was just writing uh, for websites uh, and not just blurbing things out, a bunch of uh, drivel, but solid things to help people out online so when they search. Uh, and so I started writing with him for that. And then I noticed a lot of these websites, people have very poor materials, mm-hmm. um, back to the curriculum and everything, right. even in, right. yeah, um, the English isn't great, even native speakers. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is kind of odd. I mean, people did go to school, but I don't think a lot of people learn how to convey meaning and connect with people. It was just repeat this book about I don't know, Moby Dick and then do this type of thing. And then just, what was the summary? And people write their websites like summaries. 
<laughs> it's really important and it's something we we kind of take for granted we just assume oh we've been a school we've got the education we can do these things but actually we're not always aware of the gaps that we have and and it's great that a lot of teachers that we that we know that, that listen and that that communicate with us tell us that you know I, i'm doing this or i want to go into this field i want to go into this area but um what do i need or what are some skills that i should i should build and develop um so how can teachers market their skills and experience, you know, in these underserved markets? What, how would they go about doing that? Because obviously you've done it in quite a few different ways. So mm. how could they do that? So showing that what they can do can help. Mm-hmm. So um, I, uh, I started a website a couple of years ago. It's nothing real much to it. I actually want to get back into it um, and get back into writing more, but just showing how, your website or how your writing skills compare theirs and yours, just showing different things, making mm-hmm. a valuable resource. So uh, my website's not, uh, doesn't get a ton of traffic and things, but people send me messages on my email like, hey, I saw this website about Taiwan teaching there. It was interesting. Um, I had a job in Taiwan at an international school. And first thing they did, they went to my website, they saw my CV, they saw some of my writing, some professionalism. Um, and it's helped out, even though there's not a lot on there um, mm-hmm. to showcase your skills. Uh, you can make a website. It's not super hard to do. It takes a little bit, um, but you can write. Um, and offering value um, to them and how it can help them uh, to start out, I think, would be a nice way to do things. Yeah. I mean, if you don't showcase yourself, if you don't put yourself out there, how are people ever going to find you or know what you do or what you'd like to do exactly? That's a really good point um, for sure. And again, what are some strategies for adapting to non-teaching jobs? You know, if you've gone from teaching like like we have into mm-hmm. more, you know, still education related, but non-teaching roles, how can you adapt to them? What are some skills or some strategies that we should think about? You said showcasing yourself, being confident. We have a lot of skills as teachers. We talk to people, kids, all day. We we break yes. things down. Um, I do a trivia every Thursday, and like uh, when I make the questions for trivia, or when I explain how to do the trivia to non-native speakers to do different things, you still have to use these skills: standing in front of people, talking to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, teachers have the skills, but I don't think they have the confidence to bring it outside. So trusting yourself, I think, would be uh, one of the That's biggest. a great point. Yeah, this this imposter syndrome is something that all teachers face. Like we, we all do it, even myself. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's that process of being okay with okay and knowing that, okay, I might make mistakes. I might mess up. I might look a little bit foolish. So what? You know, that that's fine. And and by putting yourself out there and going from, okay, I've got to speak in front of 10 people or 20 people or 30 people, it, you can build it up so you can get to that stage. Um, and I think that that's something that we can definitely all do. Um, how did you kind of start to develop those skills? Obviously, you know, you, you got the education side of it, but in terms of on a personal level, how did you start to build confidence and, and knowledge and, and feel confident and comfortable doing these things? <laughs> um, taking a risk. When I talked to people, when I first got in the writing and uh, my teacher friend, I saw a post. It wasn't even to me. And I was like, hey, I can write. Uh, I need some extra money. Um, I'll give it a try. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's try it out. And so I just tried. Just give it a shot. We tell our students all the time, hey, just give it a try. Do your best. And that's the most you can do with everything. Applying for jobs that aren't 
uh, you don't, I mean, technically you should have the skills show how your skills transfer. I've been yes. writing and editing papers for my whole life. Like, give it a try. I mean, worst comes to worst, someone says no. Uh, I mean. Exactly, exactly. And, and you never know, again, this is great because when we're talking about transferring our skills, you know, just by having conversations, opening up connections with new people, getting yourself into different circles, different areas, it opens up so many opportunities. Um, you know, for example, like this podcast has opened up so many opportunities for me and Faye as well. And, and a lot of our guests, like, you know, they've they've learned new things and they've come back to us and said, wow, like, now I want to do this. So you've helped me understand this or you've kind of opened my eyes to this. So I absolutely agree. Putting yourself out there, take the risk, make mistakes and and fail forward, I guess. is what Fail I'm forward, saying. yeah. Fail up, fail forward. Fail yeah. upward or, or, or forward. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. Um, okay. So... We kind of talked about the skills and how we might go about transferring them. But um, when we think about purpose, fulfillment, like why do we teach? Well, mainly, obviously, we need to eat and, and live. That's the main thing. But beyond that, we want to feel that, you know, that fulfillment, that, that sense of purpose. We want to help people. We want to get out of bed in the morning and, and have a, a good reason to do that. So, like, if we're not necessarily teaching, but we're doing other roles outside of this, how can we maintain that sense of purpose and fulfillment, Tegan? Well, I always look at it as giving value to someone. Um, a lot of people do see writing online like, oh, you do SEO to try and get to the top of a Google search. I do, but I true honestly, and as the guy I work with and some people, I want to offer value to somebody. So when I write, I'm giving the best article that I can. So if someone searches how to teach in Taiwan, let's say, they can look at my article and go, okay, I learned something from that. So right. Whatever you're doing, um, I know sometimes we just have to make money, but <laughs> whatever you're doing, you st I feel that like long as you're serving a purpose and helping somebody um, is what I always try to do with uh, whatever I'm doing. Yeah, I think that's a, a really important thing to remember. Again, it's like, you know, try to add as much value as you can because you might feel like, well, it's only, I don't know, it's only 30 bucks, so whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, you know, it's not much, but actually, well, this client really liked what I did. They referred me to someone else or they came back with other work or they, you know, said, oh, I'm doing this project or help me with this. So you never know where it might lead. This is why we say like this community is huge and it's really important to to maintain that community and build that community actively um, and, and to grow professionally as well. Um, so what are some ways that we can continue to grow professionally in these underserved markets or these other areas of, of, of education, not necessarily teaching, but yeah, how could we do that? So from, uh, I mean, this is a little bit teaching related, but also to serve markets, I teach business English uh, mostly now online um, mm -hmm. for my other quarter, I guess my salary, whatever. Um, and these jobs are engineers, coders, all sorts of different things, um, which kind of relates to the other side, learning about other professions, just being yes. knowledgeable. So if I'm, I'm writing about uh, scuba diving, I, I'm pretty adept at that, but I don't know about a cruise in a uh, liveaboard in, I don't know, uh, Philippines. I researched that area, doing the research, taking the time, learning about other fields, just spending yes. time uh, doing that type of thing, um, working on your skills, website yeah. building, writing, um, all of these things are now skills that we kind of need to do for moving forward with a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I 
I think a lot of a lot of teachers now as well, they need to have a lot of strings to their bow. Like I have to have a, a wide range of skills um, because in this in this age we're in right now, especially with online teaching, digital teaching, and mm-hmm. the different needs that that students have and, and clients have. Like if you can go to a client and show you've done your research, show you know their area, ask the right questions, then that's going to deliver a lot more for you than just saying, well, you know, I'm a, I, I teach ESL. Well, okay. How are you going to stand out and differentiate yourself? You're not until you can demonstrate those skills, experiences, you know, knowledge, um, and then solving the problems for those clients, especially in business English as well. That's really huge, um, which is great. What about mentorship, Tegan? What's your what, what are your thoughts on mentor, mentorship and like getting a mentor to help you? So like for me, I'd really love to learn SEO. Would you advise getting a mentor? Would you advise doing an online course? Like what would be the best way to learn and, and develop these new skills? Um one point real quick on the last one, what sure. you said about um, showing how you can help them. Mm-hmm. If you go to somebody, even if they didn't ask for it and say, hey, look how I can help you. You show the need for yourself. I've done that with some clients, some yes. people websites. Like, look at this website. You could do this to make it improve it. Just offer uh, something, some knowledge to them for free. And then yep. they go, oh, you can do that. And then they follow up and it leads to a lot just yes. offering this is this yeah this is something we we talk about all the time yeah even if it's not you know a student or a client or a sale right now doesn't yep. mean it won't be in the future this is okay. who i am this is what i do here's some examples here's some of the results that i've got for these students or here's what clients abc say about yep. what i've done if you ever need anything reach out Here's my information. You're proving, you're demonstrating, you're showcasing who you are so that you are the, that go-to person. So right now, listeners might think, really need help with SEO or I really need help with uh, with articles and writing. Tegan's a go-to. He's clearly an expert. So yeah, for example. Like- um, yeah. Back to the mentor. Sorry. Yes. Um, so I, when I first started, the guy, the teacher friend in Taipei I worked for, he kind of uh, went through it. Um, with me, uh, there's some courses online and, uh, now I work with another, um, guy, he's not a teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. he's been doing it for many years though, and was quite successful. And mm-hmm. so a mentor does help, but if you're getting started doing it on your own, there's a lot of stuff out there that is not the greatest. Um, honestly, um, it's a lot of just repeat the same word. It's a very old school method. Um, Mm -hmm. but what I would say is if you have to just get started and you don't feel free to shoot me an email or a message, I'd be happy to chat, but write authentic, good material. Yes. Write the best stuff out there. I beat a lot of articles. Uh, website authority is, the website's bigger and different things, um, which is carries a lot of weight. But my articles rank on some other sites because it's good and helpful. It is truly you do the research, you put the facts in, uh, some links and stuff. But writing authentic content, not copying, plagiarizing, yeah. Exactly. This is um, yeah. I'm re- I'm really glad you keep repeating this message, Tegan, because this is what I say all the time. You know. Give me something that I can actually use. It's actually going to help me in my daily life or in my work or in my studies. So yeah, that's that's key. And it's funny what you just mentioned because um, just recently I've been developing, building a course. I've built a few courses over the over the years, and it's always okay. Look at what isn't working. Look at what's out there and figure out how can I make it better, or how can I offer better value, or how can I give you more of what you need because. 
a lot of us, again, a lot of times we work with, with students, we work with clients and we have materials that we use or that are provided and we think, this is terrible, this sucks. So make it better. It takes time, but you make it better. And then hopefully one, two, three years down the line, you have resources, materials. You don't have to plan as much. You don't have to prepare as much. You can maybe license or sell those materials or develop them for an online course. So it's definitely worth doing and developing. Um, but we got to make sure we we don't burn ourselves out, right? And uh, stress ourselves yeah. out because a lot of us um, go through this. So uh, leads beautifully into the next question, Tegan. So what are some of the strategies that you have for managing stress, burnout um, that comes with working in these fields? Because it can be a lot of hours in front of a screen, typing, yep. researching. So how would you make sure that we can kind of, you know, minimize that? Master of transitions. Um, <laughs> um, I do, I exercise quite a bit. Um, it's one of my uh, things that I, why I live and do what I do. So I teach a couple hours a day and I do some writing a couple hours a day. I don't work a ton. Um, I work quality over quantity um, now. Um, I run, I do yoga. Um, my personal and mental health, I do that. I'm also a yoga instructor. Um, Amazing. Yeah, but I mean, in general, you have to have boundaries with things. So like if I'm doing this interview in the morning, mm -hmm. I have I don't know, four or five hours of teaching. I'll probably only do one or two hours of writing today. So I tell my boss, I'll like Friday, I don't have any teaching. So I'll do that stuff on Friday. Being able to, to balance when to do things, when to, uh, when your workload is and if it's flexible like me with uh, the people I work for, most of the time online writing is they just kind of like, hey, I need this done by this date or I need this many words by this time. I just try mm -hmm. and break it into loads, like the little uh, bits, uh, taking yep. a break from the screen, like just the common yeah. sense. <laughs> it, it sounds like it sounds yeah. common sense, Tegan, but a lot of us don't do this and we yeah. get frazzled and burned out and we can't you know manage with everything because we just take on too much and again like we've got to eat we've got to you know pay the bills i get that and um it's really important like you said have some variety break things up okay i've got to do all of this by friday instead of doing it all in one day let me do 20% a day or 10% a day and just break it down. And, and that, that can definitely help us for sure. Um, I set an alarm on my phone for every, on my watch like every 20, 30 minutes yes. just to get up yes. and do it. Like, even if it's only a minute to get up, walk around, look outside, just to. It's a great idea. Um, and that, you know, that works a lot for some of us. I know we've talked about kind of Pomodoro method where you kind of do a mm -hmm. 20, 25 minute burst and take a five minute break. Um, these things work as too, uh, work for us too. And, you know, for me, I have a, I invested in a desk that goes up and down. So sometimes stand up for an hour, oh, sit down okay. for an hour, you know, I have a yoga little ball. things like that. <laughs> yeah. It's even better. And that'll help with your core as well. So work out while you're, uh, while you're making money and teaching as well. It's, it's awesome. Um, this is great. So, you know, how can teachers start to build these relationships, create these networks, get into these areas, into these fields. I mean, how did you start with that? Um, you know, is there certain websites or platforms that people can take a look at to get started? Um, interesting question. Well, I figure you you kind of, so, I mean, anybody can start a website for extremely uh, Absolutely, yes, yeah. yes. And I recommend people tinker around with uh, WordPress is the one that I use. It's quite simple. Um, 
uh, or even something like Canva. We were talking about other skills, being able to do a WordPress website, understand the basics or using things like Canva. Um, your kids, students love it too. I've done cl mm -hmm. classes making WordPress websites. It's not too hard. Um, get that up and going. Uh, some little stuff on there. You can put your CV on there. And it's a nice mm -hmm. little thing when people say, oh, a resume. When you want, check out my website. There's all my information up to date. Um, but w looking out for things, it's kind of random besides word of mouth. Uh, Facebook groups are still a big thing um, for finding work and just reaching out, uh, listening to podcasts. Um, what area are they interested in? I like diving, and so I look and follow those type of things on the internet. Yep. Uh, Instagram groups, not groups, but pages and things. Just try and find a niche, niche niche. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to call it, and try to follow that. Learn as much about that as you can, and just send emails. Just be kind. Yep, yeah. Exactly. And another one we talked about quite a lot is for business as well. For business teachers is um, LinkedIn. That's huge. Yep. Um, that's a really nice way to, to build yeah. connections and build kind of community within that as well. And like you said, this is a good way to, you know, if you are interested in something specific, you can reach out to people in those fields, find out more about them, maybe even work with them and use it as a way to use your skills as an educator or a teacher um, or a graphic designer or website mm -hmm. builder, whatever it is to start to build that connection and go further as well. So, okay, let's imagine Tegan, um, you know, some teachers listening, maybe they've taught ESL for a little bit, they're just getting started and they think, okay, I, I like teaching, I don't love teaching, but you know, I want to do something else within education. Maybe I want to be a curriculum designer or a web designer, graphic designer. I want to do copywriting, SEO. Um, how would they do that? And what advice would you give? Uh, that's a good one. Um, depend. I mean, find something that you would enjoy. I like to write. And so that's why I did SEO. I tried copywriting for a bit. It wasn't my style. Um, mm -hmm. I do love curriculum design. I yep. found it quite hard to find work in curriculum design. Um, people like to keep the thing, the status the same and keep churning out the uh, not the best of Tired and tested. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. So see what you can do and try a couple different things. Um, again, research the area and stuff. I've done quite a bit in the curriculum design. If like you making your own materials and stuff, that's a way to do it. It takes like a longer time to build up to do things. So, do you need the money now, or can you uh, build up your curriculums and do the things and be able to sell that later, or do you need the money right away and you have to just do things to build your skills either way? Yeah, um, that's what I would say. Try it out. It depends on your circumstances. I never recommend quitting everything and going 100% into it. I would always have a, I still teach online. I don't need the money as much, but I, I prefer it. And it's in case this work, because it comes and goes in the online market, SEO, copywriting and things. So always have a fallback plan. Yeah, I would say that um, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, I think that's good advice, sage advice. Like, you know, if you, if you like teaching, um, and you find that you're not enjoying it as much, then still keep it there. So you still have something. And then obviously in the meantime, mm -hmm. start building other things, looking at other things and slowly transitioning over. Um, it's better to have, you know, five small sources of income than just one that you're reliant on, because if that goes, then, you know, you're kind of stuck. Um, and that's, that's something I, have, I yeah. always, always say, please don't put all your eggs in one basket. Cause it's, it can be very, um, 
tenuous and things can come and go pretty quickly as well. So that's really important. Okay. Um, so you mentioned some of the countries that you've lived and worked in um, in the past. You know, you've been kind of all over some more affluent countries, some less affluent countries. So how can teachers um, bridge the gap in these underserved communities and how can how can they access, you know, quality education? Because you can do things online, but maybe if we can't necessarily do things online, what are some other ways to build community, build knowledge and network with others? That's a very good uh, way to put it, like how to bridge and make communities. So here I've been visiting the same place. Uh, it's a little village um, in Bali. I've been visiting for seven, eight years off and on um, and talking to people. Um, let them know your skills. Let them, if they need any help with anything, like we talked about, just offering your skills up to them. Maybe offer some tips and some pointers. Um you sometimes will have to, not will have to, but think about your rate for different jobs and different things. Uh, the market here is much cheaper. Uh, the money goes a lot further here. And so some of your things, you can't charge that much for a service, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, and if it's for a friend or things, I don't know the British phrase, I love the mate rate. I don't mind uh, helping out with some people, but I still have to charge a fee for my services mm -hmm. and things. And so you have to find that balance of helping people out and being able to still make money and not undervalue your services. If you're getting started, that's great in some of these places and areas to show off the work and build up a portfolio because you do need to have yes. a portfolio to do things. Yes. Um, that's great but don't sell yourself short, short uh, on some things. Yeah. Number one message, yeah, never settle for less than you're worth. And, you know, even if you, of course, you have to pay bills and live like we've said a hundred times today, but again, don't undersell yourself because, you know, if you have skills and, and you ha you can add value, then make sure that you represent that value and you show that value for sure. Um, yeah. So Tegan, how can our listeners connect with you or find out more um, if they want to get in touch? Cool. Uh, yeah, the, the website, I'll start getting back into and writing more. Um, Traveling Teacher Tegan, it's my uh, handle on Instagram as well. And email uh, Traveling Teacher Tegan at pm.me. Beautiful. That's great. I will add that into the description as well for the episode. So if you have any questions, um, reach out to Tegan. I'm sure he'd love to, uh, to chat with you as well and find out a little bit more um, if you need to right there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tegan, for joining us on this week's episode and talking to us a little bit about working in underserved markets and transferring your skills. Um, I definitely learned a lot and do feel free to reach out to Tegan if you would like to follow up with him. You can find him on Instagram at Traveling Teacher Tegan. You can also take a look at his website. He does have a lot of very informative and useful articles for English teachers. And that website is TravelingTeacherTegan.com. The links are in the description just below. Um, so do feel free to check those out if you wish. All right. And before we wrap up for another episode, do feel free as always to connect with us on Instagram. We are at ESL Talk Podcast. You can also send any questions our way. We do get a few and we do appreciate um, responding to them. That's ESL Talk Podcast at gmail.com. And then finally, if you are looking for um, ESL curriculum, materials, lessons to teach your students, and you do want to save some time uh, with prepping and planning and just have high quality materials ready to go, you can visit our partner, ESL curriculum.com, where you can access over 500 plus ESL lessons covering kids business, IELTS, speaking, and writing. 
So that is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed that episode and we will see you again next week for another brand new episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.